0: Welcome to A Tale of Sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Ooh,
1: this is A Tale of Sorting and Dreamcast. I'm Bridget.
0: And I'm Lindsay.
2: Oh, hi, I'm Jane. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Jane. <laughs> I'm like and blue. Today,
1: not, yeah, not blue. Jane, Jane. I'm actually uh, Jane. Today, we're doing uh, Blue Lily, Lily Blue. By Maggie Steffoter, and yeah, it's our part three. It's a third book, part three it's to it's the, the Raven <laughs> Cycle. Uh, for our opening question, it's just gonna be generalized. Like, how was your Thanksgiving?
0: What'd you do, Lindsay? <laughs> oh, I do not want to start. <laughs> my Thanksgiving was pretty dull. I worked, so by yeah. the time I got to my dad's for dinner, all my step family was like, "Hi, we waited to see you," and then literally two seconds later, we're like, "Okay, bye." So Mm -hmm. I just, I ate warmed up (laughs) Thanksgiving leftovers on the couch with my dad.
2: (laughs) That's kind of sad, but also you got to see dad.
0: Exactly. That's why I'm like, I I did not want to start.
2: (laughs) Jane, what did you do? Um, My sister came up from California, so that was nice. And my aunts and my parents, aunt and uncle, not aunts. One aunt, one uncle. Uh, We (laughs) had a lovely dinner. And the sisters wanted me to make so many pies, but I already did that for work. And I was like, you're getting one. I will make you a single pie. <laughs> you one pie and you're you like, will be happy about it. Don't, you only not even <laughs> want to hear the word pie. At <laughs> uh, that point. I was like, if you want more, go buy them yourself. But they <laughs> liked it. So it was fun. Oh, yes. Excellent. That's yeah. good. It was good. What about mm. you, Bridget?
1: I just had a Thanksgiving dinner at my aunt's house, which we haven't done since COVID started. Uh normally there's like 40 people uh but there was just 20. So everyone got to see my new tattoos like all the Oh yeah. <laughs> all the boomers they are just like we're not surprised by this and I'm like yeah. <laughs> right. And Amazing. yeah, it was fine. I got a few questions about my life, you know, the Ugh. Oh, where do you see yourself? How's everything going? Hate those questions. Hate. Um but yeah, generally it was fine.
0: <laughs> my dad and I just talked about Dune. Oh he got super excited amazing. that i'm halfway through the book
2: oh yeah and then he like showed me his little collection that he has That was great oh i love your dad your dad's amazing dad too i want to hang out with him more is your dad a hufflepuff oh yeah yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. yep yeah, makes sense
0: most definitely <laughs>
1: so all right summary Woo!
0: oh boy <laughs> this all is right. a
1: complex book
0: it really uh-huh. is like we god, got towards the end and I'm like, how am I supposed to summarize this without literally just saying what's like, ha- there's no way to summarize it because it's just so weird that I'm just like, I just have to like reverberate. So here we go. Re- no, regurgitate. That's the word I was looking for. Reverberate's uh-huh. not the word. <laughs> it's regurgitate.
1: I know what you mean. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> it makes sense. I have to
0: repeat the book. Uh-huh. Alrighty. Anyways, <laughs> here we go. Okay, so it starts off with a prologue, and it's um, above, middle, and below, so it starts off with above, and it's Persephone and Adam are standing on the corpse road, and Persephone's making Adam find the ley line, which he's quick to learn, and this is because of Caveswater. water. Persephone, like, gives him kudos, like, oh, wow, he's, like, a quick study, and then she's like, wait a minute, he <laughs> has, like, some mythical being that he, like, has ties to, like, little cheater, mm-hmm. um, and then while they're there, Percy tells Adam to look out, and, like, what do you see? Adam is new to this, so it still takes him a bit, but Persephone can see three sleepers. One of those sleepers should not be woken, th- and she knows that the third sleeper is definitely wrong. Uh, Persephone is trying to find any sign of Mara, but no luck, because if you remember from the last time, Mara just <laughs> left this weird little note that said, Glendower is underground and so am I. And mm-hmm. it's been a month at this point that they she's been missing, so they're just like slowly losing their minds trying to find her. Um, Adam keeps getting stuck on his own mind, like trying to like look into himself, and Persephone just sits there and is like, Outside of yourself, remember? And he asks her why this is important, and she tells him that he needs to learn how to communicate with everything. And then it goes to middle, which is back at three hundred Fox Way, Calla and Blue are looking through Mara's things, looking for any sign of where she went. Calla sees that there's a mirrored lake and Blue's father because Calla's like touching things. And she gets a glimpse of a mirrored lake and Blue's father, Artemis, a.k.a. Butternut. (laughs) Cala then touches a scrying bowl that Mara used before disappearing, and she sees three sleepers, one dark, one light, and one in between. Mara is underground (laughs) in a timeless tunnel where time is, like, kind of timey-wimey. She doesn't know. She's like, I could have been down here for days, for years. She's Mm -hmm. like, I have no idea. And she is looking for butternut, but she is sure that the third sleeper should not be woken. So everyone just keeps repeating, like, that third sleeper, man. We should probably leave him sleeping. I wonder what's going to happen. Right. I wonder. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what is the very last second of this book. (laughs) The very last fucking sentence. Anywho. Uh. All right. So then the actual story starts. And it is autumn and Henrietta. But since the kids long for summer, Caveswater gave them summer. And we find the crew laying about in Caveswater and they've been coming back and again and again to gain its trust as indicated or instructed by Adam before going into the cave to hopefully find Grindower and Mara. So Caveswater has shown this cave and Adam's like we should probably shouldn't just like jump on in. We should probably gain Caveswater's trust and let them know like we're here to help before we just go cave diving. Uh, matthew the youngest lynch is also there and he's visiting aurora their mother because she now has to like basically stay in caves water that's the only way she can be awake since uh she is a dream creature of nile lynch and nile lynch is no longer with us so the only way she can stay awake uh is to stay in caves water the group decides that today's the day to make their first trip down the tunnel and it goes <laughs> terribly <laughs> while walking all tied together gansey in the lead then adam then blue then ronan Gansy falls into a pit and then has a bit of a panic attack. He thinks that there are hornets all over him, and the group quickly tries to reason with Cave's water, hoping the rumbling sound that they hear is not, in fact, hornets. Instead, is it is a huge flock of raisin, ravens? Ravens, huge <laughs> flock of
1: raisins. That's terrifying. Honestly. <laughs> that is honestly <laughs> fucking raisins, hate raisins with wings,
0: like. Ravens are disgusting. Anyway. <laughs> They're ravens, and they're all screaming to make way for the Raven King. So they're all just, like, yelling at each other, and they're all like, oh, great. Like, just picture that scene from Batman. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Ooh. But ravens. A few weeks later, while Adam is on a drive to do more work for Caveswater, he has a mini vision about someone else in Henrietta that is looking for the ley line. So he definitely knows that things things are happening, and other people are trying to look for the shit that they are. Mm. So they're like, great. Because that worked out so much for them the first time. <laughs> Later on, the group piles up in the pig and heads to the airport to pick up Gansey's dear friend Mallory. Oh, I, love Mallory. I so much. love Mallory so much. So for the life of me, I couldn't find a description anywhere, but um, this is definitely where we're gonna cast Mallory. British man. I, like, know, I look literally up British man. I put <laughs> disgruntled old British man as <laughs> like my descriptor. Yeah. So <laughs> who wants to go first?
1: I'll go. So I casted Colin first. Oh my God. Because yes. yes, just look at him. Aww. Beautiful soul, honestly. Yes, yes. The OG Mister Darcy. He just has the most perfect British accent. And I was listening to the audiobook of it, and I just pictured him. With Fantastic. A, a golden retriever. It's a golden retriever, right? Or I think really it's like say. a.
0: What? I think it's more like a King Charles Cavalier or something. Yeah. It's something. I kind. pictured a lab for some reason. I pictured something small because he says it sits on his lap. <laughs> Like, it sits on his chest. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> it's probably tiny. Aww. And it fits in the car with all of them in the backseat. True. This is true. I just like Goldie to Golden Retriever Lab not do I just do like that to guys.
1: imagine no one fits in
0: that goddamn car. Oh, <laughs> well, they all do. I just imagine, like, this giant
1: golden dog just, like, hey, like, in the middle. <laughs> well, know? I always Same. pictured it
0: as something, like, small and chunky. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: Aww. travel size for his convenience.
1: Yes. So, yeah, Colin Firth. He's just who I pictured, so...
2: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Jane, who drew cast? I cast Tom Waits. He is well, he's an old man now, but he's definitely not British. But he's a singer slash actor who is phenomenal, but he himself is just like weird and grumpy. So that's who I pictured. Tom and Waits. I want to see him in more acting gigs. So this oh. is my He is he's in the The Dead Don't Die. Yes, he's the he's in the outsiders. Oh yeah, for like a minute he like stands at the door and then he's in he's in Risk cutters love story which that's a oh, phenomenal movie i've seen that movie <laughs> yeah. yes
0: okay Lindsay, excellent uh for me i've already casted him as something but it's always been him like ever since i listened to the audiobook like years ago but it's a uh, jim broadbent who is in oh yes.
1: Oh, excellent yes. Yes. amazing <laughs> uh-huh
0: yes, yes. it's always been him for me so. yeah
1: <laughs> Oh, that's, that's great. a
0: little British man. Mm -hmm. Just
1: like Professor Slughorn. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. (laughs) So they pick up Mallory and they all squeeze like, or on the way to the airport first, the group has decided that since the cave entrance to cave water is too dangerous, there must be another way in on the ley line and Mallory can help them find it. So after picking him up and squeezing all of his luggage, his service dog, and the three hooligans in the back, Mallory shows them that the flag that was found on his property and the design shows three girls with red hands that look exactly like Blue. Uh, School is starting tomorrow, and it's Blue's senior year, and Mara is still missing. So Blue keeps having this, like, crisis of, like, this isn't how this is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. She's supposed to be here. Like, she's supposed to be back by now. Or she kept thinking, like, over the summer that she would be back by now. But it's definitely, like, Blue's going to have to start her senior year without her mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, she can't sleep, so she calls Gansey. Oh, yes. And yes. <laughs> which becomes a thing between the two of them. Throughout adorable, the tour. adorable, <laughs> adorable, in like their own quirky little way. It's hilarious. Uh, so Gansey, Mallory, and Adam. The next day, uh, so Blue has to go to school. Poor thing. But these three go and investigate the ley line, and they look at a map that follows a line, and together they try to find some places. Are looking for another cave entrance. So. Ganzi, in his Ganzi way, has like drawn on a highlighter of the ley line, and has like circled potential spots of where it could be. And Mallory's like, "Well, what's this? What's this? What's this?" And they kind of gather, of like a kind of get a general idea of where they should go next to try to look for it. And Adams and Ganzi make up, and they both uh say how glad they are that they aren't fighting anymore, and it makes. And Adam makes a comment about how stupid it was for him to try to date Blue after she became one of them. And Gansey's like, oh, yeah, stupid of you to do that.
1: <laughs> and Adam
0: wants to
2: date Blue. Yeah. He's like, yeah, not who me. wants to do that, man?
0: <laughs> no, no, definitely not me. Mm-mm. Never. <laughs> but both of them are. It's so sad because throughout the entire book, the two of them are just like, man, I'm so glad we're not fighting anymore. Man, we should Aww. definitely not do that anymore. <laughs> and it's so cute and sad all at the same time. <sighs> Uh, Back at Blue's public high school, she has a meeting with her counselor and Noah decides to join in for funsies. And halfway through the conversation of Price, which is not going very well, the teacher's just like, oh, the acceptance rate of this school is very small, and it's going to cost a fortune. And Blue's like, thanks for the pep talk. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: halfway through, Noah just has, like, an episode where he, like, shoots up from the floor, and Blue's like, that's weird. He doesn't move that fast. Mm -hmm. And he starts, like, throwing things around, and only Blue can see that it's Noah. The teacher's just like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) And Blue's like, "Um, oh, nothing. (laughs) No worries. Okay. And, like, so Noah disappears. And Blue heads to Mammoth Manufacturing in hopes of finding Noah, but finds Gansey and Mallory instead. And they tell her, even though they had no luck of finding a new cave, they have an idea about Glendower's poet having something to do with it. The whole transportation of the sleeping king. Too, mm-hmm. so, yes, they throw like English knowledge at her, and she's like, "All right, very <laughs> cool." Uh Mallory asks for tea and the two share an adorable moment in the kitchen of I want you but I know I shouldn't mm-hmm. like Gansy and Blue because um something happens and Blue turns around and she's like super close and they're both like um <laughs> She's like I can smell the mitt in his mouth and I'm just like oh, oh blue <laughs> It's really funny. <laughs> Mallory points out that there is a strange boy on the floor by the pool table and they're both like, <laughs> oh that's Noah. So he's like, All right, now that I have my tea, I'm gonna not be in this room. And he goes to where he's sleeping, which is technically Noah's room. And Gansey and Blue talk to Noah, but he lashes out again. Um, and this time it's worse. Like he starts like also taking energy from Blue and it's getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And Gansey's like, you got to stop. And things are flying around and it's it's getting really bad. And Blue is able to this time cut him off from her energy and kind of create like a little bubble around her. And Gansey's like, impressive, drain,"
2: <laughs>
0: And that kind of like sticks with her, which I think is adorable. Uh, later that night, back at Three Hundred Fox Way, a mysterious man shows up. <laughs> because this went so well the first time, <laughs> but a mysterious man shows up randomly asking. Oh, I guess not randomly, because Calla comes to find Blue, and she's like, "I need you for a reading." So this reading was actually scheduled, um, and which intrigues Blue like right away because she only gets called into like the big time readings, and the man catches them all off guard uh, because kala's like, "Okay, this is how a reading normally goes." Um, i'm gonna give you the tarot deck you shuffle and then you hand them back to me and i'll deal them and he's like okay cool she hands him the cards he starts shuffling and then as soon as blue walks in the room he smiles as if he's been like waiting for her and then just like faces all the cards towards him and he's like so how do i make this happen and it throws them all off and they're like what is this guy doing and he's like aren't there usually three of you and doesn't the third one look like her and points to blue and cal is like fuck no like get out get out of my fucking house like you're done like be gone and he's just like oh, okay fine and he like takes the card with him he pulls out the three of swords and he's just like okay bye but i'm taking this with me and um calla goes to like take him like get the card back and persephone like grabs it really quick and she's like no no that one is to not be touched so right off the bat you love this guy
1: <laughs> not creepy at all
0: no not oh, creepy mm-hmm. whatsoever so the next day, it's the first day back at the academy, and Adam and Ronan arrive first, and Ronan complains about Mallory always complaining, which I find hilarious. Like He just sits there and complains to Adam about Mallory and his complaining, and Adam's like, okay, like, sure thing, dude.
1: <laughs> He's just jealous of anyone that has, like, a relationship with Gansey, with Gansey? that isn't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Honestly, and Adam yeah. calls him out on it, too. Adam's just like, is that, like, jealousy I hear in your voice? And Ronan's like, "No." it's oh, not yes it is <laughs> yes, yes it is Ronan it's okay and then when Gansey finally shows up Adam is happy to see that the easiness between them is back and is so glad that they aren't fighting anymore like they <laughs> just keep repeating it over and over so great
1: we're not fighting
0: I know it's so great that we're not fighting I should not fight with him anymore we should definitely try to not do that anymore oh uh, the new teacher walks in after tearing apart Ronan's oh yeah because Ronan went up since no one else is in the classroom and wrote like a dirty joke in Latin (laughs) and the teacher is like, Oh, this is wrong. This grammar is like shitty and Ronan's just like seething in his seat. (laughs) And then, so there's like some banter between the students or between Ronan, Gainsey and Adam and the teacher. Cause like the teacher rattles off like some fancy saying in Latin and Adam knows right away that the first half of the saying, maybe some of the students got, but the second half they definitely didn't. And Adam yells back at him in Latin, saying that, like, don't throw pearls at the pigs. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, so are you all pigs or are you men? And, like, right off the bat, Ronan's like, I fucking hate this guy. (laughs) And then he introduces himself as Colin Greenmantle. Mm -hmm. Oh, joy. So, yes. This is where we're going to cast Colin. All righty. I do have a description. He is said to be in his late 30s, and Colin is frequently described as being very handsome with boyish good looks, and he had bright- Oh, and we know as the reader, but uh, later on you find out that the guy that mysteriously came to 300 Foxway in the middle of the night is Colin. BS. Uh, he has bright aquamarine eyes, a snub nose, lots of tousled dark hair, flawless skin, and white teeth. His typical wardrobe is similar to that of a stereotypical ag boy Boat shoes, salmon colored pants, etc. <laughs> that upon first meeting him, Blue mistook him for a student. Uh, Blue doesn't think he's particularly handsome when she first meets him, while Adam is clearly attracted to him. Mm-hmm. And before he learns he's Grey Mantle's name, or b- before he learns like, who he is, and Adam associates Colin's appearance with a picture of of a man in an ad that he keeps in his glove for compartment for inspiration. It's like this rich dude standing in front of, like, this rich car, mm-hmm. and Adam's just like, one day this will be me. Yeah. And he's, like, to himself, he thinks that the guy looks just like, like Green Mantle looks just like the guy mm-hmm. in the photo. I'd okay. cool, cool, cool. like to go first.
1: Sure. I casted Donald Gleeson from Ooh, Star Wars in yes. About Time. He just, like, especially after Star Wars, he has that, like, kind of slimy... Quality about him, but he is also very good looking.
2: Very true.
1: So, yes,
2: that's who I casted. I like it. I went with somebody a bit older, but it works in my head. I I casted uh, Mads mickelson Don't know how to pronounce his name properly, but he just uh, is attractive and also creepy. So there you have it. From King Arthur.
0: (laughs) That's how I know him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He plays a good villain he usually he plays villains good good although i think colin wishes he was more villainous like
0: yeah villainous, oh he villainous. even talks about it in the book he's totally like i wish because like <laughs> obviously he's the one that hired the gray man and he's like man i wish i was more like him all tough and rugged and daring he's like but nope, <laughs> nope. it's very yeah. funny so i casted colin morgan from merlin <gasps> Ooh, yes. plays merlin and merlin uh, yes. colin playing colin. yeah colin playing colin <laughs> awesome. i have a noah playing noah and a colin playing yeah. colin <laughs> It's <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs> all right so like literally in the next chapter we meet the gray mantles in their new farmhouse that they're renting and colin is oh yeah he says he's the one that hired the gray man to come to find the gray warren and as we know now like the gray man betrayed him so he's like if you want something done right gotta do it yourself so he moves to henrietta full-on just moves to henrietta um, hires a bunch of men to go out and find, like, the Leyline and the gray warren, and now because he's been betrayed, he's trying to find everything that the gray man has ever cared about, so Mara, and, you know, slowly just pick away at everything that he, like, cares for, uh, to no avail, because Mara's missing. Uh, we meet his charming wife, Piper. charming, <laughs> Charming, who is not too happy about the move and is letting him know about it, like, constantly. Within the first week of moving there, she destroyed the rental car. She, like, drives it straight into, like, a bunch of shopping carts and is like, oh, I shouldn't be here. Like, Mm -hmm. basically just making Colin's life miserable every second that she possibly can. She's behaving like a teenager. Yes, it's really funny. Throwing fits. Yes. So this is where we're going to cast Piper. She's said to be in her late 20s, early 30s. And Piper is said to be gorgeous, blonde, and overly sexual. And she likes to wear tight, skimpy pink clothing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> All
1: I casted Anna De Armas from Ooh. Knives Out, Ooh, and yes. she's in the newer um, James Bond movie, so she's a Bond girl now. Yay! And I've only really seen her play good girls, so it'd be interesting to see her kind of play a villain in a way.
2: Mhm. Uh-huh, mhm. Uh-huh. I like it. Yeah. I also, with this one, a bit older, and I did uh, Cameron Diaz, cause Ooh. I thought that'd be fun to see her play like kind of psycho <laughs> she
1: kind of plays i didn't see it but in the the recent annie that was like the last thing that she did yeah um, she kind of plays a very vain girl
2: yes miss hannigan she was she was very good at at that yes. she's retired from
1: acting though so if she comes back
2: this would be a good
1: uh-huh. role for her
2: i
0: chose elizabeth gillies who is originally from victorious but she is now more mainly known for dynasty
2: the show that she's in nice she's very
0: sassy in both victorious and <laughs> dynasty so i think she'd be really good at it mm-hmm. so the raven boys minus adam make their way to 300 fox way where they find mr gray teaching calla how to fight <laughs> <laughs> gansey it. informs them that mr gray mantle is their new latin teacher and mr gray confirms that he is the one that hired him to kill nile and to get the gray worn. mr gray asks the boys to let him be the one to handle it and though they agree gansey knows that this is impossible uh, Ganzi can't sleep that night so he heads to adam's house and they have a moment where adam allows Ganzi to have a mini mini panic attack and kind of just release things that have been weighing down on him and as he leaves adam reveals that his father has been given a court date uh to us not to Ganzi, mm-hmm. just to like the reader and just the sight of his father's name on a piece of paper twists his stomach into knots uh, blue mallory and Ganzi go looking for the other cave on the ley line together in a tiny city Gansy assures them that he's climbed all over this mountain and there is no cave that he could find. So he says that if there is a cave, it's someone's secret. (laughs) Blue tells him that in the country, the the folks around here have a way of finding people's secrets. They ask them. And Gansy's like, okay, but it's not going to work. And Blue's like, "Uh uh-huh. She literally tells him, you stay in the car with your pretty face because you'll scare people off. And Blue makes up a story about needing to find the cave for a science class. And she asks one neighbor, like, I've heard there's a cave around here. Do you know? And they're like, oh, go ask so-and-so. Who tells her to go ask so-and-so? And then someone's like, you mean Jesse Ditley's cave? And she gets <laughs> in the car and Gansy's like, you don't have to look so smug about it. And she's like, yeah, I do. I do. Yes. Like, I do get to be this smug about it because my way worked. <laughs> so they make their way to the most adorable man. Named Jesse Ditley.
1: Jesse Jesse Uh, Ditley. One of my favorite
0: things about this freaking book. I love him. Uh, So so we're going to cast him because I absolutely adore him. And Jesse is an enormous and very tall, very, very tall man. He has no inside voice and it is not because (laughs) that he is yelling. (laughs) He is just so huge that his voice is incredibly loud. <laughs> and it's so cute. Because all of his stuff is in like big caps. Like all of his talking is in giant ass caps. Oh, so you can yeah. always tell when he's talking in the book. It's so freaking funny. I only, yeah, <laughs> I only eat SpaghettiOs. Yeah, I only SpaghettiOs. He's like, you're like an ant. <laughs> he just calls Blue little ant. He's like, you're a good one, ant. It's oh, so freaking <laughs> cute. I love him so much.
1: <laughs> okay, so I casted Winston Duke. He's in Us and um, Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, He is 6'5", so very tall. And, yeah, he just... No, okay, when I read it the first time, I straight up pictured Hagrid. But casting, I was like, I need someone else because that guy... I can't just cast Hagrid as the, you know, very Hagrid (laughs) character. So, yeah, that's my Jesse Ditley. Nice. Nice. Away you, Pip.
2: Well, I, too, thought of Hagrid, and I was like, no, pick somebody (laughs) else. Um... I picked Brad Garrett. I, I know I. He's one of those actors where I've like seen his face, and I know I've seen him in something, but I can't figure it out. But he is in the Fargo show. That's like one of his more recent things. And he's also, fun fact, the voice of the Easter Island head in Night at the Museum, which makes me oh happy. My oh, <laughs> oh I'm dum like, dum. Aww. You give me gum gum. He just on, uh, everybody, everybody Loves, loves Raymond.
0: Raymond. Yeah. Yes. Raymond's, Raymond's brother. For Jesse Ditley, I actually chose two because I was for sure thought one of you would pick this guy, mm-hmm. but you didn't. So I'm very happy. Um, Christian Narin, who plays Hodor. <gasps> that man oh. is seven feet tall. Oh, my god! That's <laughs> <like huge. laughs> perfect. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. He's like the first one I thought of. So I was like, oh, no, one of them are definitely going to pick him because it's Hodor, like big, yeah. giant, burly dude, like with a giant ass voice. But neither of you did. Oh. So I'm so happy. My yes. second choice is Ryan Hurst, who is from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, oh gosh, that's so heartbreaking. You casting Hodor. It's like a, it's such a sad, you know, spoilers, but. <laughs> yeah. We all casted sweet beans for sure. <laughs>
0: yes. All right. So Jessie's name seems super familiar to Blue, but she can't quite ki- she can't quite remember why. Uh, so, it just kind of sits in the back of her head. She's like, Ditly. Like, I definitely know I've seen that name before or I've written it down somewhere on a list of certain people. But, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Jesse takes him to the cave and tells him that it's cursed, but it only takes Ditleys. He's like, you're not Ditly, so you're not going to die. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and it's adorable. And, oh, it only takes Ditleys when it's ready for them. So, it's taken, like, his great-grandfather. He's like... It took my daddy's daddy and his daddy before him. And it'll probably take me. <laughs> and it's so cute. So he's like, it took my daddy, and my daddy's daddy, and my daddy's daddy's daddy. And I was like, oh, Jesse, I love you so much. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, but it only takes us when we're ready for him. So it's just like this long family tradition of you live in this house. And when the cave starts calling to you or needs a sacrifice, you just walk in and be sacrificed yeah so it's like casual super (laughs) weird family tradition but you gotta love it and then so after showing them this and kind of talking about it a little little bit blue asks like would you mind if me and my friends came back with like proper equipment to explore and jesse's like well i like the looks of you so no (laughs) and they're like wait what and they're like no no like we we can gansy straight up's like we can pay it for like we can pay for it and blue kicks him in the leg like don't fucking mention money dude like that's not (laughs) how these people work but um, Jesse's like, absolutely not. Like, you guys seem like good people, so I'm not letting you anywhere near that cave, because did you not just hear me? I said it was cursed. And Blue's uh-huh. like, but you also said it just kills Ditley. And he's like, well, the curse just kills Ditleys, but who knows what else is in there? So this kind of puts Gansey in a pickle. So he's like, either we convince him or we sneak in. And Blue's like, great. Fantastic. I love this for us.
1: You're going to scooby Do this, aren't right. you? <laughs> oh,
0: Scooby-Doo. <laughs>
2: yes.
0: Oh, who would be Scooby? Noah?
2: Noah. That's what I...
0: Yeah. <laughs> Noah, and then Henry. (laughs) True. (laughs) The gray man tries to threaten Colin, so he shows up randomly, and um, Colin's like, Piper, Piper! And he, like, goes into the kitchen and sees the gray man just, like, holding a gun to her head, and she's just like, I fucking hate you, Colin, because this always happens. Colin is just like, sure, dude, like, you're not actually going to shoot her. Like, you're better than that. Like, I know you have, like, a bigger heart. And the gray man's like, are you sure? And he's like, I'm pretty sure that you won't shoot her. It's fine. And so... He sits there and keeps trying to tell them. He's like, the Grey Warren is not real. It's not a thing. And Colin's like, see, but I don't believe you. So that's why I'm here. And tells him uh, that he has nine days to give it to him or like bring it to him. Or he says he's going to start taking everything that he loves. And he means Mara. So they come to this like agreement. He's like, oh, we can either you can give it to me. And then we'll make a little video of you like cutting off your trigger finger. He's like, and that'll be it. Or I can like kill you. And Grey Man's like, all right. And he's like, I'll give you nine days to think about it. And he's like, okay. And then just leaves. And I was like, very interesting. Mm -hmm. So then it goes to Adam working in the garage by himself. And he's kind of just like there late at night. And then all of a sudden, like things start happening. Like the radio cuts out, darkness is creeping in and he knows it's cave water. And so Caveswater pretty much throws a fit, and he's like, okay, like, I get it. Like, I'll take care of it. Like, I'm super sorry, because he was talking to Caveswater, like, on a weekly basis and going to fix the ley lines, like, wherever it needed fixing. But when school started, he got a little busy, so he hasn't done it. And so Caveswater is like, bitch, you will listen to me now, and throws a fit, and he's just like, okay, fine. But once that's done... One of freaking Ronan's like night creatures just come busting in, and he's just like, "Oh my god!" And then he has to deal with Ronan throwing a fit, so he's just like, <laughs> "I am fucking done with tonight." And he kicks Ronan out. Ronan's like, "Fine, dick, like whatever," and he like leaves. And then when he's finally done with everything, jumps back in the car. He finds lotion that Ronan left in the car for him for his chapped hands. So
2: cute. <laughs> boy.
1: Like, I was just in the area. I didn't have a gift for you or anything.
0: Yeah. Well, he <laughs> t- he says I forget where he. Oh, he says he was at the barns because mm-hmm. he keeps going to the barns every like night, and everyone's like, okay, doesn't tell anyone what he's doing, and he's like, oh, I drove past and I saw your like junk of a car in the driveway. He's like, so I just thought I'd stop and say hi. Like, what's wrong? And Adam's like, please go away. Please just
2: leave. Yeah, you and just, just like, happened okay, to be Whatever. driving by his place of work.
0: Yes, that's what he said. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I totally Obviously. believe him.
0: Uh, so Gansey and Mallory come to the conclusion that the reason that they traveled all this way to put Glendower in the ground was because they were looking for a place like Caveswater. Mallory's not sure if they're looking for exactly Caveswater since this was hundreds of years ago, but definitely someplace like it with enough magic to keep someone sleeping but alive for, like, hundreds of years. So, because he's like, why on earth would you travel all the way from Wales here in a straight line on the ley line? He's, like, just to bury him in the States, like, in this random little Virginia. He's, like, why would you do that? And they kind of, like, bounce off of each other till they finally figure out that it's, like, because that they needed this, like, huge magnet of power to be able to pull this off. So, Noah appears, and Gansey asks him if he, too, heard a voice when he was dying. And Noah says no, but he thinks it's because Caveswater knew that Gansey would, could do what needed to be done. he's, like, I'm pretty sure Caveswater wanted to be awake, so that's why it chose you and not me. And, <laughs> Gansey's God. like, no, like, that's not true. And Noah's like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: So Gansey tells him that he's, he's going to ask Glendower for Noah's life back. And Noah isn't exactly thrilled about it. He's like, that. He's like, when we get the favor, he's like, that's what I'm asking for. And then he kind of, like, confesses to Noah that he doesn't really know, like, who to be after this is all over. He's like, when we find him, you know, like, I don't know how to be Gansey without Glendower. And he's like, that's exactly how I feel about the thought of be, like being alive again. He's like, I don't know how to be Noah like after all this. Oh, yeah. So he, he's not really like, oh, thanks, dude, for trying to bring me back to life. He's kind of like, just leave leave things as they are, Gansey. He's not <laughs> like, Casper trying to be a real boy. Yeah, no. He's kind of just like accepted that this is <laughs> his existence for however long it's going to last. Oh, the most adorable thing. Blue, so the house is very chaotic, and Blue at 300 Fox Way goes outside, and she bumps into the Gray Man, and they have a moment, and she took the list of the names from the corpse road and she confirms to herself that that's where she saw Jesse Ditley. And she kind of like has a moment with the gray man. She's like, but I don't know if this guy is going to die Because of something that we're going to do, like now that because we're in our lives or his life or because of like he was going to die no matter what. Mm -hmm. And the gray man kind of tells her he's like, well, they're the same thing pretty much like either way he's going to die, whether you guys are there or not, like it's already been confirmed. So like, what's the point in worrying about it? And she's like, I guess. (laughs) And then he's like, is Mara on that list? And she's like, no, it only shows people born like in this Virginia and she was born in the other one. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, do you mind if I look at it? And he sees it and he sees Gansey's name. And he just kind of looks at Blue and he's like, does he know? And she like shakes his head and he's like, oh boy, <laughs> like great. Ronan takes Adams to the barn, barns. there was multiple. <laughs> and he finally shows him what he's been up to all this time. Ronan is trying to make it possible for dream creatures like his mom to live without the dreamer or the help of Caveswater. And when, ask him, when Adam asks him like why he's doing all of this, Ronan explains that Matthew too is a dream creature and that Ronan dreamt him up when he was three and he wants to make sure that Matthew can live without him or Caveswater. Mm-hmm. And Adam's like, how come you didn't say it? Because I guess Declan told him like a year ago or like last summer or whatever, that like, hey, Matthew's a dream creature and it's your fault. And he's like, oh, you don't remember? He's like three. He's like, I was three. Like how on earth would I remember like pulling a child out of my dream? So... Kind of explains why he looks so much like Aurora, why he's so much like Aurora, like his yeah. airheadedness and everything. It's yeah. just like, because he's a dream creature, which is really, really sad. <laughs> so Ronan is trying to figure out a way to like bring either bring caves water to him, like to the barns or to be able because... um Adam kind of asked him, like, well, why do you want to, like, drag Caveswater over here? He's like, oh, I don't want to just, like, move the door. I want to open it. He's like, I want to, like, Matthew to be able to go, like, wherever he wants for forever. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of, he's made up this object that he keeps hidden in a blanket because it's kind of weird to look at. And they end up calling it, like, the dream word because it's just kind of, like, it's ever-changing. Like, I don't know how to really explain it, but it's just, like, this mythical thing that he's, like, <laughs> it kind of works because in the barn there's, like, all these sleeping cows, and he brings it to the sleeping cow and he, like, blows on it. So, like, the magic from the thing, like, flows onto the cow. And she, like, kind of wakes up. Like, kind of, mm-hmm. just barely kind of wakes up. Like, her ear twitches and, like, her eyes kind of open. But she never, like, fully rises. Like, it's not fully. He's like, this is as close as I've been able to get. He's like, but um, I'm coming up short and figuring out ways to, like, save Matthew. So. <sighs> I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, also, Ronan tells Adam about his plan to dream up blackmail against Colin Graymantle. So he's like, it doesn't have to be real, or it doesn't have to be like a true story. He's like, we just have to figure it out and blackmail mm-hmm. him because he wants to do what the what Colin is threatening to do to um, the Gray Man. Whatever, so,
1: like, didn't Adam kind of? He says something that's like kind of shocking. And Ronan's like, what the hell, Adam? Like, you got that up in your brain? That's or is that later? That's later. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's much later. It's like Adam's a very morbid
0: boy. Okay, yes. I know Adam is full of darkness. Uh, Noah catches Gansey talking to Blue. Oh, on one other another late night phone call mm-hmm. uh, that's happening, and every night, and he's just kind of. He like hangs up or Blue's always the one to hang up and Blue's always the one to call because Blue doesn't have a cell phone. So Gansey literally just has to sit and wait by the phone to see if Blue's going to call him. Yeah. And then he runs to like the other room, which is they keep calling it like the bathroom laundry kitchen. And he just <laughs> shuts the door and he just kind of sits there on the floor like, hi. And so the door shuts and Noah's sitting there and Noah's just like, Mm-mm-mm. and Gansey's <laughs> like, don't tell the others. And Noah's like, I'm dead. Not stupid. <laughs> And just like, what's one of my favorite Noah scenes? Because Gansy's like, ah shit. And Noah's like, boy. <laughs> so Colin is still trying to find Mara, and Piper tells him that they are now both going underground because she bought knee pads and a dog. <laughs> amazing it's just like this random little chapter about colin being like i can't find her and piper's like well that makes sense uh he's like it's literally as if she's gone underground because he stole the he paid someone to steal the police report that the family made of a missing person and they're like all she said is that she's underground and piper's like oh wait that kind of makes sense because the gray man like left you reports and he kept talking about like these underground ley lines he's like so that's probably where she's at he's like so piper's like i got all this like small like climbing equipment because now we're going to go underneath and try to find her and it's really funny because colin's like what reports and piper's like you made him do it you never read any of them he's like of course not why would i do that and it's like
1: he just likes to keep his henchmen busy yeah he's he literally like pay attention to what they're doing he
0: literally <laughs> says nothing makes a man feel more oppressed than paperwork oh my God. that's why he made him do it i was uh. like you are the worst super hit like super villain ever uh-huh. ever my God. <laughs> Uh, so a couple days later, Blue goes back to Jesse Ditley and makes him, makes a deal with him. She's like, if I can clean your yard and make it look pretty by like planting flowers and stuff, because his front yard is kind of like a junkyard. There's a bunch of like old sofas and like rusty parts and bits everywhere. She's like, if I can clean all of this in one day, she's like, you will let us explore your cave. And he's like, sure. (laughs) He's like, why not? If you can do it, go for it. And so Noah tags along and uh, they get to work. And this is where where he starts calling her an aunt because she asked for a chainsaw to cut up the couches. And she's like lifting it because he tells her just throw all the shit in that old pickup right there. And as she's doing it, he's like, you're like one of those little ants that can carry like 10 times their weight. (laughs) And he's like (laughs) little African ants. And she's like, I'm pretty sure that's all ants that can carry 10 times their weight. He's like, no, no, no. These ones were different. But I wish I could remember what makes them different so I could tell you. (laughs) And I was like, okay, thanks. I think... (laughs) it's so damn cute I I heard
1: you say use a chainsaw to cut up the couches and I just imagine Blue like
0: holding chainsaws
1: (laughs) (laughs) the bird just like or the raven with the beak oh
0: my goodness (laughs) my favorite part is that she just pulls out a pair of like sunglasses to wear as safety equipment she just pulls out like poop, puts them on and he's just like here's the chainsaw just fucking gives it won't let her go down a cave but we'll just freely hand her a chainsaw yeah priorities so her and noah get to work and when they're almost done they're planting the flowers and she notices all of a sudden noah like covers the whole flower and she's like no like what the hell are you doing like focus on what you're doing noah like come back and she notices that noah's eyes like go pitch black and he's having another episode but this one seems to be worse because she can't cut him off of it Mm. and she's like noah and things are getting weird and he just starts repeating the words blue lily lily blue And she's just like, what the hell is going on? And Jesse, like, shoots through the door with a mirror in his hands, and he shoves it in between them, showing Noah, like, himself. And it snaps Noah out of it because he sees his reflection, and he kind of freaks out. And he's like, yeah, you and your dead friend. And Blue's like, you could see him this whole time? You didn't say anything? He's like, yeah. No. Oh, and then he invites her inside after it and offers her SpaghettiOs and then tells her, shows her, like, a whole Ditley family photo book and talks about them and the curse. Oh, that's right. And But as they're sitting there eating these SpaghettiOs, um, Kala and Gansey come bursting into the house looking for Blue. And because sh- it's been six hours since she's been gone and she hadn't told a damn soul. <laughs> and with her mom still being missing, they kind of like go Freak on out. alert. Yeah. Kala's like, you didn't call? She's like, well, I asked if anyone was using the car. And she's like, you said no one was using it. And she's like, yeah, that doesn't mean you can just drive off for six hours and not tell anyone where you're going. And Gansey's like, okay, well, She, like, looks at Gansey and sees that he has, like, a face of relief. And she's like, oh, my God, I worried him. And he's like, I have to go call Ronan. And she's like, Ronan was also looking for me. (laughs) Like, it hits her. She's like, that would be so touching if I was actually in danger. (laughs) And I was like, blue, (laughs) it's still touching, you little butt. Uh, But she they... They all kind of like have a moment and they drag her ass back to 300 Fox Way and it's so funny cuz is like, "A, I'm never driving in that boy's car again." <laughs> B, "You're <laughs> driving with him in that car because I'm too angry to look at your face right now." <laughs> so she gets I in the pig Calla. and they go back to 300 Fox Way to talk about like what to do next. And Blue informs them that she somehow she tries to like get around it. She's like, Oh, someone told us that Jesse's going to die at the end of the year. And so we kinda need to figure out what to do next. And like Adam catches the slightest difference in her voice and is just like, Something's wrong. Like oh, something I remember like this. Yeah. He's uh-huh. like, There's something different. And she's just like, um and then he realizes that there's like a list or whatever that like has all these like people who are going to die. And he's like, so where is it? Can I see it? And she's like, no, I don't have it. I just, like, remember that his name was on it. She's like, but my mom took it with her <laughs> miraculously, so it's no longer here. And we get, like, Adam's internal monologue, and he's like, okay, so one of us is on it. Got it. Like, yeah. Adam, like, can read her, and it's like, oh, shit. Connects the dots. Like, yeah, it connects the dots, it like, super instantly. He's like, so one of us is on it, and she doesn't want to tell us. Great. And then so at the end of it, he's like, okay, boys, because he had asked his work if he could show two hours late so he can, like, come to this meeting. And he's like, okay, well, I got to go back. He's like, Blue, can you help me get the stuff that you wanted out of my car? And she's like, what stuff? He's like, you know, the material that you wanted. And she's like, oh, yeah, silly me. I must have forgotten. So as soon as they get outside, he's like, tell me which one it is. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, I know one of us is on that list, Mm -hmm. Blue. Tell me which one it is. And without even, like, having to really guess, he's like, it's Gansey. And she's like, yes. So... Adam tells her he's like, "Well, this is okay because now I know like what we're gonna ask Glendower for, and it's gonna be to save Gansey." And Blue's like, "Ah, brilliant idea! That shall be it."
1: <laughs> so almost everyone knows that Gansey is gonna die,
0: except except, except Gansey. Gansey, except Gansey, <laughs> of Gansey course. and Ronan. Yeah, if Ronan knows he
1: would like <laughs> <Ronan's-> freaking. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> tear the world apart, probably. Oh. Honestly,
0: oh, Ronan. So the next day, they go to the cave and begin their journey down. Not too far in, Adam starts to hear singing and yells at Ronan to stop it. (laughs) And Ronan's like, I'm not fucking doing anything. And it takes him a bit to realize that it can't be Ronan because he's hearing it out of his deaf ear. And he's like, oh, no. And Chainsaw gets possessed and starts singing a song and then flies down the tunnel even more. And Ronan's like, Untie me! And everyone says, No, at the same time. Everyone's like, Absolutely not. We are not untying you. Like, if we're going to do this, we're going to go down together. And so they ask Adam. Adam kind of like touches the wall and Spidey senses. And he's just like, It seems okay. I think like the possession of her is just supposed to get us to go down farther. So they do. And when they find Chainsaw, uh, he turns to Ronan. He's like, here's your bird. And Ronan goes, here's your grave. And they turn around and they see a door and it's got like Glendower's crest on it. And they're just like, what? And Gansey the entire time is like, this isn't like this isn't how it's supposed to be. Like something feels very off because he and Blue the night before uh, had another midnight adventure. Uh, it started off as a phone call and she's like, come pick me up. Aye yeah. aye aye. and it ended badly they got into a fight because they ran into henry and gansey turned into Aglanby gansey mm. and she's like i don't like your fake voice he's like what do you mean and it's yeah it goes terribly wrong so he's everything's off like he woke up the next morning he's like this isn't how it's supposed to be things are bad i don't have enough sleep i don't feel like in the mood for the whole thing and they get in And they notice that like if there's a crypt and it looks like the silhouette of glendower and he's like this still feels super wrong i'm not too sure about this and they're like okay on the count of three we're all gonna open it ready one two three and they push it open and they find this body that's like bound together and it's face down and they're like this is kind of weird and even gansey notes he's like this is how they used to bury like witches or traitors or like someone who had done something wrong like this does not feel like how glendower would be buried And then it starts moving, and they all freak out, and then a weird little cackle comes out, and they're like, um... (laughs) And then she picks up her head, and Gansey's like, it's a woman! What the fuck? (laughs) I love it. Like, no one had the
1: thought to just put the lid back on and run out?
0: (laughs) Right. No, no, no. Yeah. But it's a woman, and so they get her up. She's just kind of, like, singing, and obviously a little nutty, because she's like, I... I was supposed to be asleep for 600 years, but I haven't been asleep. I've only been asleep for maybe 200 out of that. Mm. So she's just been alive, awake, face down in a box for like hundreds of years. So she's a little, a little nutty, a little nutty. <laughs> so they take her out <laughs> because Ronan's like, I say we leave her. And Gansey just quickly looks at him and goes, if we left crazy people in caves, you would still be in the cave in Cameswater. <laughs> and Ronan's like, mm, fine. <laughs> so they take her out. Uh, Jesse and the woman exchange a few words and she reveals that she is the one or like she is the curse or she thinks that she's a curse that every time a ditly died, she would sleep for a little bit, but then eventually wake up eating another ditly. So she's just like, yeah, it was me.
1: She's I'm like, a monster oh. in the cave.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's literally like, oh, yeah, was I like your granddad's blood? And she's like, and then your dad's blood. Right. And he's just like, oh, get her out of my house. Like, nope. be gone. <laughs> so they take her to 300 Fox Way. And it's really funny because Cal is like, remember how I told you that there's like one sleeper that's kind of in the middle Mm. and I told you just like to leave it? I didn't say bring her into my kitchen. (laughs) It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. And then at 300 Foxway, like when they're talking, uh, she reveals that her name is Gwen. Gwenlian? Gwen? Gwenthian? I don't really know how to pronounce it.
1: Gwen. Let's just call her Gwen.
0: Gwen. Yes. (laughs) Gwen. (laughs) Um, But... She says her name is Gwen, and she actually tells Blue that it was her father, Artemis, that actually buried her. And Blue's like, wait a minute. You said that happened like 600 years ago. How? And she's like, yep, your dad. I know it. Like, it was Artemis, and you look just like him. And she calls her. She keeps calling her Lily, and she's like, stop. Like, my name is Blue. And she's like, uh-huh, Lily. And she's like, okay, fine. Um, and when she tells her, like, what their name is, Gansey's like, oh. And Gwen, like, looks at him like, yeah, I knew you would know who I am. And everyone looks at Gansey, and he's like, she's Glendower's daughter. Mm -hmm. so yeah we're gonna cast her because she's a little nut job that plays a pretty big part in the story (laughs) Ah, so she's said to look like she's in her mid-20s like obviously she's 100 years old but she didn't really age so she's looks uh looks to be in her mid-20s and gwen is described as a regal beauty who is very tall with pale skin and a massive amount of dark hair which she stores random objects in like (laughs) hairbrushes and cutlery she steals clothing from the women of 300 Fox Way, destroying, repairing, and layering different items to suit her vision. Yeah, and the time in her time in the tomb has not seemed to age her much, so she still looks the same age as when she was put down there.
1: Mm. So yeah, I casted Lizzie Kaplan. <coughs> Excuse me, ooh, from she's ooh, a yes. Mean Girls and oh, what she <sighs> she's pissed all good Castle Rock. Yeah, just uh-huh. she's very tall, right? And she has like striking blue eyes, and I just imagined her with like crazy hair. Yes, that's my Gwen.
0: Oh, she can play that job very well.
2: Yes, she can. (laughs) I cast Poppy Drayton. Um, I know her from the from Shannara Chronicles. I was gonna do Katie McGrath because Morgana, and she like that's who I pictured when I read them. Oh yeah, read the books. But I was like, pick somebody different besides her because obviously. But yes.
0: Um, about you, I'm gonna pull the cop out card. And I'm going to say <laughs> Helen Bum Carter because yes. Because <laughs> the entire who you cannot like not read this and immediately think of her. You know what I mean? Like yeah, she she's would've. she's mm-hmm. definitely the one like popped up in my head. Um I know she's not mid 20s, but re- reading this and then rereading this for the summary, I was like, I can't. Yeah. I can't picture anybody else cuz it's her. <laughs> yes. Well, when I read it the first time, I pictured uh, Ava Green. Oh yeah.
2: Definitely. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's kind of like the trifecta, you know Helena Bonham Carter, Evergreen, or what's her name Morgana, mm-hmm. Katie McGrath, Jane. Yeah, Katie McGrath. Yes. Honestly, like, any of those three like,
0: <laughs> could play know. like deranged witches. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. fantastic.
1: Oh, there's like a scene. I think it's at that part when a uh, Persephone like brings her a sweater. And it was like her old sweater that she made the the arms longer like was knitting it in the oh first yeah book. in the very big be- no it's right? in the
0: very beginning of this one she's oh, like crocheting okay. and blue's just like what are you doing why <laughs> are the arms so long and she's like it's for somebody <laughs> and then later on like when she shows up at the house persephone literally takes one look at her and goes "Hmm," and then runs upstairs and runs back and goes here i it's made this so sweater for cute. you she's like or at least i think it's for you put it on we'll see <laughs> it fits Aww. her perfectly yeah it's adorable All right, so Calla sends Adam and Ronan to the store to get things for Gwen, and Ronan just makes constant like dog jokes. He's like, "What should we get? A kennel?" And he's like, "What else? A flea collar?" And Adam's like, "He already made that joke." He's like, "Oh, that's right." And then I forget what else he says. One more thing, and he's like, "Damn, why can't I like think of any other joke other than like a dog joke?" Because she's like a wild animal. Mm, Yes. Oh, and in that scene, the whole reason I'm mentioning this is because the adorable cart scene happens where yes. Ronan's like yes. get in and adam's like are you fucking kidding me and Ronan's like get in and then he like pushes him super fast and they like fly towards the bmw and then they kind of like careen and fall and roll and adam's like ow and Roden's like ah what a time to be alive the ship scene
1: yeah I was waiting for that scene to happen when I read it for the first time. I'm like, when is the fucking cart scene going to happen? Yes, Just like, yeah, and
0: it randomly yes. happens here because Adam's kind of having like a mini meltdown of mm-hmm. like, what does this mean? Where do we go from here? And Rodin's like, get in the goddamn in cart, cart. Parrish. It's adorable. <laughs> oh, also, while they're here, they spot Piper Green Mantle buying like weird, random things with two strange men. And Ronan tells Adam that they should probably get started on dreaming up the blackmail. Mm -hmm. And he's like, when should we have this conversation? And Ronan just like sits there like an evil villain. Like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) my time has come. (laughs) Uh, So back at 300 Foxway, it is decided that Gwen will stay there with them. Uh, But Ganzi is concerned that she was a fake grave to make grave robbers think that they found the real thing. So he's like, I think he called it like a shell grave or something like that. And he explains to Blue that... If there was like an important king or important figure that was buried somewhere, they would put one of these graves like super close, but just a little bit off Mm -hmm. just to kind of like make people think like, oh, we found the real thing. And that way they'd never actually find like, because then they'd stop looking for it because they're like, oh, we found Glendower. So he thinks that she's part of that. It just kind of backfired on them because she's still alive and awake. (laughs) Uh, While wow, they're also arguing, because Kala is yelling at Ganzi the entire time, trying to figure out where this woman is gonna stay. Blue or Mallory and Blue are in the other room, and Mallory's like, "Oh no, she belongs here because like her aura matches here." And Blue's like, "What?" And he kind of like reveals to her that he can see auras, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, her aura is like blue." And she's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "No, no, no. I mean like the actual color." He's like it's a clairvoyant like colors blue and she's like I swear to god if that's where I got my name from <laughs> she's like she's like it's like naming a dog fluffy like, <laughs> she was like this close to being so mad at the fact that if, if that's where she got her name from it's kind of funny the Mallory is just like no like that's why I have the dog because like if too many auras are near me he's like and I can feel it he's like it kind of gets overwhelming so the dog's kind of like an anxiety dog mm-hmm. um He's like, well, at least this is what the doctors call it. He's like, the doctors, they know nothing. He's like, they call it anxiety. He's like, but little do they know. And she's like, oh, okay. So after the whole cart scene, Adam and Ronan go to the church that Adam is living above so they can talk about the like their plan.
1: Amazing. I've had a
0: black, black male green mantle. And Ronan, he, like, writes it down in dust because he hasn't written it down anywhere because he's like, it's best not to have paper trail of dreaming up fake evidence to blackmail man. He's like, it's better if any evidence of this doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ronan's just like, dude, that is, that's fucked up. And it's basically, like, um, it's supposed to be, like, very perverted crimes that had to deal with children mm-hmm. and how Green Mantle would be, like, uh, I'm assuming, she never, like, comes out and says it, but it's led you to believe that he would like sexually assault them and then chop them up and bury them in different places. Mm. And it's got like, there's videos, DVDs, there's text messages that they've all crafted. And he's just like, all right, um, these are all the things that you're going to have to dream up. He's like, I don't know if you want to do this right now or whatever. And Ronan's like, no, nope, man, we we're going to do it right here, right now. <laughs> and he tells Adam to go away, and Adam's like, no, because they need um, a copy of his cell phone to, like, cre- like curate the text and everything. And Ronan's like, well, oh, I don't just need, like, the maker model. He's like, I need to see it. He's like, oh, I'll just tell Caveswater to give it to you, because I know what it looks like. So... Ronan goes into a dream, Adam goes into Caveswater, like, meditation to go talk to Caveswater, and he's like, meet you on the other side, (laughs) and Adam finds the phone, tells Caveswater, like, send this to Ronan, please, (laughs) and then notices that he's falling too deep, so he's like, oh, I better go back, and when he comes back, he turns around and sees, like, a dying, wreathing Ronan on the floor, like, he's covered in blood, and he's, like, grabbing his neck, and he's just like, oh, my God, Ronan, and then Ronan from behind him says, are you happy now? Is this what you wanted? Which is what Ronan says to him in the Dream Tree in the very first one, when he thinks he's looking at Gansey's body. Shut so, up! Yeah. Oh <laughs> so, God. so uh. that doesn't hit Adam till later, but Adam's just like, "Wait, what? <laughs> what? What? What?" Because there's two Ronans, and Ronan's just like, "Yeah, like, um." He's like I was dreaming up too many things at once, and because they were so perverted, he's like the caves water or like wherever his like dream land is. He's like it got agitated, like it gets. It's kind of like Inception, like oh, when yeah. the subconscious notices that you're doing like fucked up shit and how they all attack her, like when she starts like creating folding walls and stuff, and they all get really weird about it. It's kind of the same thing. So the dream place kind of like goes after Ronan, and he's like I knew dream things mm-hmm. were coming at me. He's like so I created a basically like a a version of himself to leave as bait so that it would attack that version and not him um but when he woke up he accidentally brought that version with him and he's just like now you see why I didn't want you here and he can like see a look in Adam's face and he's just like go away and like Aww. screams and yells at Adam and Adam's like wait and he's like no go away and he's like fine <laughs> so Adam goes back to his room and he takes a long hot shower it's kind of sad cuz he even notes he's like this is the first time that Adam's taken a shower where he hasn't sat there and calculated how expensive it'll be to be in the shower for this long. <laughs> but there's a knock at the door and he, he thinks it's Ronan. He's like, well, that's weird. Cause Ronan's never first to admit that he's did something wrong. Like this should be interesting. And it's actually his father and his father tries to intimidate Adam, telling him that to call this off, that like the judge is going to know better and people know who he is as a human. Like he's a good hardworking man. And people are just going to see this as like you trying to put your hard working daddy in jail. And, Adam just, like, slowly starts to, like, mm-hmm. just fall into himself, but he can feel, like, mentally, he can feel Caveswater just, like, wrapping its branches around him, oh. like, trying to, like, protect him, like, basically, like, <laughs> make, like, a little cocoon bubble yeah. around him, and he's just like, oh, this is so comforting, like, please take me, and is like, don't worry, buddy, we gotcha. Like, Groot. No. Yeah, oh, yeah, like how Groot <laughs> yeah. makes a little bubble, like, yeah. pretty much the same thing, yeah, like, it wraps around Adam, and his dad I don't know if he goes to, like, touch him or slap him. He doesn't really say, but it just says, like, because um, Adam doesn't really know, like, when or how it happens, but all he sees is, like, his dad pulling away, and there's a thorn in his finger, and there's blood, and his dad just kind of looks at Adam like, what just happened? And Adam's just like, yay, thank you, Water." And it kind of freaks his dad out, and his dad's like, whatever, I'll see you at a court date, and just leaves. Yeah, and then... <laughs> Shoots back to the green mantles, and they're they're going down in the cave, and it's really funny. It just, like, a random little chapter of them, like, actually going down, and they get so far, and then Piper's like, oh, no, we can't do this on our own. Like, I'm going to need you to hire two thugs. And Colin's like, thank God, because all Colin wants to do is just not be in this cave. He's like, it's dirty. It's wet. I don't want to be here. He's like, I normally hire people to do the dirty work for me. And Piper's like, no, you're right. I need two of your men. He's like, oh, fantastic. Let's go. <laughs> So, the gray man drops by 300 Fox Way and says hi to Blue. And he's like, hey, that cave you found, would it be okay? Like, do you think it's, like, a good place to hide, I don't know, bodies or body parts? And she's like, what? And he's like, it's for a thing that Adam and Ronan are doing. He's like, don't ask any questions. That's better if you don't know. And Blue's like, I'm a little upset that I wasn't included, (laughs) but I want to play my part in any way that I can. So, sure, I'll take you to Jesse Ditley's um, cave.
1: Everyone comes to Blue to, like, hide a body.
0: It's Isn't true. that funny? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so when they get there Jesse's standing by the cave and he like brings out a shotgun and he kicks down the door he's like prepare yourselves and like this creature comes out with three heads and the gray man quickly like <laughs> shoots all three heads like ba 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 and it's really funny cuz Jesse looks at him and goes that was a bit like excessive and he's like yeah sorry <laughs> but um force the habit have <laughs> <laughs> right uh and Jesse tells him that ever since that they took Gwen out of the cave these monsters have just been appearing he's like not all of them are mean he's like some of them are just old and they just like venture out of the cave he's like but a lot of them are getting into the house (laughs) and he's just so unbothered by this and he can see like Blue's concern and it's like because Blue's like oh no like we did this to him because we took her out he's like and Blue's thinking to herself, but, like, what are we supposed to do? Put her back? Like, how are we supposed to take care of this? And Jesse's like, don't worry, little aunt. She guarded the cave for some time. Now it's my turn. Oh, my God. And it's like, oh, Jesse, The world does not deserve Jesse Diddley. No. No. It's so sad. But, yeah later that night uh Gwen comes into Blue's room and she's just like hey you (laughs) and they basically start talking and she tells her she's like you're like me and Blue's like no I'm not she's (laughs) like no you are like how you help she's like you always make things stronger and they tell you to go away when it gets too loud and Blue's like wait a minute how do you know and she takes them up to Neve's room with the two mirrors and she remembers how Cal's like don't ever step in front of them and uh, Gwen kind of like pushes her in it like no you're fine look and Blue's like oh shit and then notices that she is fine and it's kind of like because like she is a mirror herself so she's mm. kind of finally like given a title of what she is like they've always called her a battery but um, Gwen kind of explains that she's actually more of like a mirror and she's actually like a genuine like witch while the others are just like psychics and Blue's like this is kind of cool <laughs> Um, and while reading this my mind was fucking blown because I don't know if you guys like put two and two together But do you realize that the whole reason that the title is Blue Lily, Lily Blue is because it's mirrored back to her?
2: God damn it. Jesus. Yeah.
0: I was like, what? Because Gwen like literally says it. She's like, yeah, Blue Lily, Lily Blue. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh, that's why it's also like backwards because it's in the mirror because Blue's looking because Blue's standing in between the two mirrors. Mm -hmm. So she just sees like an affinity of herself and it's like blue lily lily blue and i was like Ah. the title (laughs) my mind was blown and i was like i don't know god damn it maggie (laughs) right i was like am i i was always wondering that i'm
1: like why is this title like that because it's usually yeah this is a unique title oh
0: yeah that makes sense yeah so that's why because it's what gwen calls her she's like blue lily lily blue because it's mirroring back to her because Mm -hmm. she's a fucking mirror and i was like (gasps) my mind is blown (laughs) i love it Thank you. <laughs> right? I was I like not. I literally because I was listening to the audiobook at like two times speed and then reading the book like at the same time so I could actually like coherently and I literally had to pause it and put the book down and I was like, Oh my God. Oh my god. <laughs> Everything weird. just all of a sudden makes sense. Like, what the hell? So yeah. Back at the Green Mantles, uh things are starting to get weird with Piper. Colin finds her standing in the reflection of a mirror, unresponsive to him calling her. Like, he literally sits there and calls her name, like, three times. And he's just like, hello? And he takes her finger, puts it in the drink that he's drinking, and then sticks it back in her mouth. And she's just like, what the? Why are my fingers in my mouth? She's like, you're such a perv. And he's like, well, hello again. Welcome back to planet Earth. Like, where were we? And she's like, I'm busy. Pushes him away, slams the door closed. And then she begins to hum. And Colin's like, that's kind of weird. And he kind of starts to be like, we just need to like get this over with and get the hell out of here. He's like, I never should have brought her. He's like, This is getting a little too weird for me. <laughs> He's like, Maybe I don't even need to finish it. Like, maybe we just need to get the hell out and um doesn't listen to himself and they stay. Oh, and then we go It's kind of it's not really plot driven, but I wanted to add it because it has Adam in it. But it's the scene where um they're doing like remodeling at the school and the scaffolding fails oh, yeah. like gansey went to go sneak into the staff room well not sneak he says he's allowed in there because he's favored by all the teachers oh, fucking gansey <laughs> <Of course>. and <laughs> pretty much and he's getting a coffee where all of a sudden he hears like this big boom and everyone's shouting at him and so he freaks out and runs out and he looks and ronin and henry are on the floor covered in dust and he's like they look like Pompeii corpses which oh. i was yeah i was like oh great And then he sees Adam, and he's in this perfect little circle of untouched everything. And everyone's just like, uh, what just happened? And, like, Ronan tries to play it off as it was, like, Henry's signs. And Ronan, like, makes the crowd disappear because people are taking pictures of his phone. And he's like, oh, I'm so glad you assholes thought of Instagram before a first aid. Like, get out of here. Like, there's nothing to see. And, like, Gansey, like, goes up to Ronan, like, are you okay? And kind of, like, jostles him out of, like, this daze that he's in. And Adam's like, I just... I just thought it, and it happened. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, that, like, the circle of protection. He's like, I just thought it, and it happened. He's like, you magical creature. Uh, <laughs> and he's aww. like, I don't know what else to say. So that's what I said. But yeah, it's kind of like another little... These were some of my favorite scenes of, like, Adam mm-hmm. and Caveswater just being like, don't worry, bro, I got you. <laughs> when he becomes a badass. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> becomes a major or a little nature superhero boy. Aww. Okay, so... The next day, Adam just decides that he's not going to go to school because it's his court date and he's trying to hide it from everyone and he's like, I can't go to school and then try to ditch halfway through because Ronan and Gainsey will know where I'm going and he's like, and I can't show up afterwards because I'm going to be in a nice fancy suit and they're going to know what it is. He's like, so I'm just going to do this alone. (laughs) so he goes through everything gets there sits down and they're like are there any key witnesses for this case and they're like nope and they're like okay fine let's begin so it's literally just adam his dad and the judge and then all of a sudden someone gets up and he's like oh there's people here saying that they're key witnesses for this case and he's like oh really and Ronan's like, oh, shit. Like, they're probably people who know his dad. They're going to sit here and say, like, what a wonderful person he is. The door opens, and it's Gansey and Ronan mm-hmm. in their, like, Aglin B uniforms, all dressed, like, very nicely. And Ronan's tie is correct for the first time in years. <laughs> no. And Gansey. <laughs> The <laughs> motherfucking Gansey just walks up to the judge like, hey, man, how you doing? He's oh like, Gansey God. boy, nice to see you. Have you found your king? He's like, no, have you finished that back porch? And they, like, <laughs> share words. And he's like, well, my friend Ronan here was, like, there at the, like, at the mm-hmm. scene, like, where, you know, Adam gets punched. He's like, so I think his word would be good. He's like, and I'd like to be a character witness if that's okay with you. And the judge is like, yeah, sure, go ahead, sit down, let's get started. <laughs> and it's adorable because Ganzi looks at Adam like, is this okay that like we're here? Because like, we know that you tried to hide it. Mm-hmm. And Adam notices that they're like panting and he's like, they ran here <laughs> for me. And Aww. I'm like, of
2: course they did.
0: Course. <laughs> but um, Ganzi looks at him like, is this okay? And Adam just like shakes his hand like yeah man thanks bro and it's so (laughs) fucking cute (laughs) him so yeah (laughs) all right so a couple days later after that uh adam finally gets around to doing cave water like the deed that caves water has been asking him to do and he takes blue and noah just once again pops in for funsies and he's like noah joins in he's like not that i didn't want him here it's just you know he's dead and they can't really be trusted to show up at certain times at certain places (laughs) which i thought was funny But he takes him to go scrying in the mountain to see what Casewater needs help with, and while scrying, scrying, he gets lost and sees Mara, and Mara tells him to go, but he sees a red door and for some reason wants nothing more than to open it. But he sees, well, at first he's like, I see a woman, and she just looks at him and goes, Adam, go. And he's just like, okay, but that door looks really nice, and I really want to open it. And she's like, Go. And finally, he comes back, and Blue has cut the back of his hand just to kind of, like, get back, like, come back to his body. And he's like, you cut me. She's like, you were unresponsive. And Noah the entire time is like, see, I told you, no one ever listens to Noah. Did I say scrying was bad? Yes, I did. Did you listen? No, you didn't. (laughs) And it's really, he's just, like, having a temper tantrum, and they both look at each other, and Adam and Blue kind of, like, share words. Like, they kind of snap at each other for a little bit, because that's all they do is Mm -hmm. snap at each other. And... At the end of the day, like, they finally figure out that it's, like, this boulder that, uh, or, like, this big rock that the ley line is on top of. So the ley line is now splintering. So Caveswater basically shows Adam that if he moves the rock, the ley line will be able to come together again and be stronger and then continue their way, like, through the ley line instead of splintering and being, yeah. like, a little weak. Caveswater stuff. <laughs> and at the end of it, he, because he's, like, oh, this woman who looks so familiar, but I don't know why. At the very end of the trip, he looks at Blue and he's, like, I saw your mom. And she's in the cave. And Blue's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, so then Persephone <laughs> takes Adam oh, right. to a convenience mm-hmm. store. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I love this place because it's got little rocking chairs on the porch. <laughs> and they're talking. And she kind of has like this weird like Obi-Wan Kenobi moment where she's like, man, like I'd always hoped that you'd replace one of us. But I know now she means like one of them at three 300 Fox Way, like replace one of the psychics. And he's like, what? Like, what do you mean by replacement of you? He's like, oh, God, like, don't tell me Mara's dead. And she talks about how, like, people are scared of death, but people like us can, like, see it. Like, she just keeps talking about death. And Adam's like, okay, what is going on? Like, wait a minute. And she's like, here, here's $3. Go get yourself a cola. And or she first she asked him to get her a cola. And then she gives him three more dollars. And she's like, okay, you go get a cola. And he's like, I don't want a fucking cola, Persephone. Like, tell me, like, why is this happening? She's like, just go get the damn cola. <laughs> So he goes and gets it, and the cashier's like, oh, you're pretty thirsty, huh? And he's like, uh, yeah, something like that. Or he's like, it's for my friend. And she's like, friend, huh? Okay. okay. And he's like, yep. So he goes back outside, and Persephone's missing. And he's like, wait a minute. And he touches her rocking chair, and it's cold. And he touches his rocking chair, and it's warm. And all of a sudden, things start clicking. And he's like, oh, no. And the cashier comes to lock up. And he's like, did you ever see my friend, or was it just me? And the cashier's looking at him like, Um, And he's like, I know this sounds crazy, but please just answer me. Like, did you ever see someone else with me or was it just me the entire time? And she's like, it was just you. And he's like, okay. She's like, do you need something or do you... She asked him if he needs to borrow something. He's like, no, I just need to borrow your phone if you don't mind. And she's like, why? He's like, because something terrible is happening. Uh. (laughs) So... (laughs) He calls, I'm pretty sure he calls Calla and he makes his way to 300 Foxway. Calla calls Blue. Blue comes rushing in like, what is it? and she sees Adam like sitting over a scrying bowl and he's like she's looking for he's looking for Persephone and Blue's like what do you mean looking for Persephone like where is he and Cal's like if I knew then he wouldn't be looking for her <laughs> so she's like you grab one hand you're gonna amplify him I'll grab his other hand and I'm gonna ground him and he's gonna go scrying for her and Blue's like terrified because she's like the last time this did not go well <laughs> and Cal's like just do it like we're all here together and he looks at him he's like I'm gonna trust you guys like I trust you to take care of me and Blue's like oh my god he never trusts anybody And he's me i can't fuck this up here we go and basically he goes in he starts calling for mara but it's in persephone's voice and then he says no and it's in his voice and then he comes back and he's like she's here and they're like what do you mean she's here and he's like the in the attic or like the highest point and he's like well no she's not in her room and he's like no higher like what's the highest point in this house and they're like oh no because it's the attic where neve was with her little mirror room and they go running up there, and they see her body, and it's kind of, like, hunched over, like, not on purpose. Like, obviously, something's wrong. And Calla's like, oh, we can't go in there. And Blue's like, it's okay. Like, I'm a mirror. The mirrors can't do anything to me. I can go grab her. And she's pulling her out and pulling her out. And Adam and Blue the entire time are like, we'll get her back. Like, we'll just go scrying, and we'll get her back. And Calla just starts crying. And Blue's like, why are you crying? Like, what's wrong? And Calla just looks at him, and she's like, she's dead. Like, Persephone. Persephone's dead. <laughs>
1: That surprised me.
0: That cal- i me oh. so off guard. Like, reading Santa. it, I was like, wait, what? Because it just, like, out happens. Yeah. yeah. And it's really mm-hmm. sad because Blue even, like, comments on that. She's like, it's just so weird to me that, like, there is no, like, pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. for death. She's like, like, you see in the movies or anything. It's, like, the first time that she realizes that death can happen so quickly to anybody around her. Ay- and it kind of, like, bums her out a wee bit. And it's just like, uh uh-huh. This whole time she's, like,
1: mentally preparing for Ganzi to go.
0: Exactly. And then right Persephone goes. Yeah. So. And then it's really, really sad because she makes, like, a little comment about, like, well, if it's so easy to Persephone to die, like, it's super easy for my mom to die. And yeah. it's just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't go there. Poor thing. Right? So they have kind of, like, a, a gathering afterwards after Persephone's death and... Gansy just like straight up stands up and he's like you know what that's it we're going back in the cave and we're going to find your mom and blue Link gets mad a little bit she's don't you Richard Gansy the third me <laughs> and he's like wait what am I doing wrong now <laughs> and they're like holding each other and it's kind of sad slash cute and Gwenlyn pops up and she's like hello nightling and kind of like pokes at him and he's like do you like pissing me off she's like I love it because the entire time she's like there's so much of my father in you mm-hmm. she's like you <laughs> I don't like it um <laughs> So they they decided to go down the cave again to go find Mara. Uh meanwhile, Ronan and Adam go and deliver the envelope of blackmail to Colin ah, yes. and he knows that those two boys have the Grey Warren. He's like, They definitely do because he opens it. It's really gross because it's seeping blood. And he's just he picks it up and it's a child's hand and he sees like all the evidence of like where the body parts are and they basically tell him that like if you don't get the fuck out of this town, he's like one phone call and all of this actually happens and colin knows right then and there that this is so foolproof and so good that they definitely dreamt it all and he's like so they definitely have the gray warren i just love this the entire time he thinks it's still like a like a thing <laughs> and i'm like you literally like looked at the gray warren you idiot but he's not the smartest man
2: right oh no, he's not he, just, yeah. he thinks he is. hires
1: people to be smart for him
2: right
0: yeah So, Piper, Colin, and the two thugs end up at Jesse's cave, which they didn't know it was Jesse's cave, because Jesse wasn't there the first time they were there, and now, because of the monsters, Jesse's like, you can't go, like, you can't go down there, and there's like this big showdown, because the gray man walks up, too, because at this point, Colin is like, look, Piper, I am down to just get in the car and get the fuck out of here, and Piper's like, no, no, I've come too far, we've hired the thug men, we're going in that cave, and we're gonna, she's like, I have a hunch. She doesn't tell him what it is, She's she's like, I have a hunch, she's like, and she calls the evidence like the blackmail envelope she calls it child's play she's like oh sorry that's like no pun intended (laughs) she's like but if if i find what i think i know what's down in the cave she's like this won't even like matter she's like we'll be fine And Colin's like, I don't want to go in the cave. Can we just go home? (laughs) Like, can we just get the fuck out of here? And the gray man shows up and he's like, Colin, I'm disappointed in you. Didn't you read the folder? And Colin's like, I am trying to leave, (laughs) but she won't come with me. And there's basically this whole showdown because Piper pulls out a gun and points it at the gray man and forces Jesse to give the gun to Colin. And so Colin has the shotgun shot at Jesse. And Jesse's like, I'm still not going to let you go in this cave. Like, it's cursed. I got to take care of it. I won't let you guys get hurt by this. And Piper just full on shoots him three times and Uh. kills him.
1: (sighs) He's just trying to protect you guys.
0: Right. Hello. He's just trying. (laughs) Oh, no.
1: He's trying to hold the door.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was like, oh, why'd you pick up? I didn't put that together when I like put that. Uh, Oops. (laughs) Oops. I'm so sorry. But yeah, basically, he's trying to hold the door. Oh. Yeah, so Jesse shoots them, or Piper shoots him, killing him. And it's really sad because the gray man's kind of sad about it. Oh, yeah,
1: he has, like, a reaction to it. And Colin's yeah. like, oh, he has emotions. Yeah, what? he's
0: like, oh, maybe he does have emotions. And it's really sad because when he first shows up, I think the gray man, like, looks at him like, hey, Jesse, how are you? He's like, hey, man, <laughs> like, they have, like, an exchange of, like, my dude. It's really sad so they're going down that end of the cave and the raven crew is going down the other side of the cave back in caves water and so adam and ronan go in first because uh adam knows that caves water like knows for sure now that caves water will not let anything happen to him and ronan can like talk to caves water and the tunnel like he can kind of like control it so they're like we're the best two candidates to go in first we'll go down the tunnel we'll figure it out we'll come back and get you guys They come back, and they're like, so we found this, like, valley of skeletons. (laughs) And they're kind of walking around, and Blue finds this, I think it's an Irish elk, is Mm -hmm. what she calls it. And um, it's, like, this extinct animal. She's like, they're beautiful, really. She's like, but I've always been sad because I always thought I'd never seen one. And it's, like, the skeleton. And... Oh, this part's actually really sad when because before they go down there, Cala's like, "Well, I'm gonna go with you. Like, oh, I'm not gonna let yeah. you do this yourself." And Blue like begs her to stay in the car. She's like, "Please don't come because like I can't." She like can't fully say it, but Kala understands. Like, she Blue won't be able to handle it if something happens to her too because her mom's already missing. Persephone's dead, so all she has left is Kala. So she's like, "Please just stay in the car and like keep time with Noah. Like, please." And she's like, "I'm good at grounding, so I'll just stay here and I will ground you." And Blue's like, "Thank you so much." Mm. <laughs> so. And they go down to this valley of skeletons, and Gwen is with them, of all fucking people. (laughs) And Gwen's, like, singing and dancing, and they're just like, what the hell? And she's like, um, I think it's Gansey that actually puts together that this is a test. Um, like, Caveswater or this tunnel or whatever is, like, testing them. And she's like, well, if you can't wake up these sleeping creatures, like, what the hell makes you think you're gonna be able to wake up my father, who's the sleeping king? So gansey's like okay how are we supposed to do this and adam my quick thinking boy like puts mm-hmm. together and it's so cute because they kind of like power ranges together like they become <laughs> like the power rangers yeah. and they each do their own little things like so adam's like all right i need you guys to help me he's like if i can redirect the ley line to actually come to the this part of this valley of skeletons and Ronan uses his little dream word creature thing to like blow on it to come to life with the power of the ley line that i will redirect that blue and Ganzi help him he's like we should be able to wake it up and so they do this and then nothing happens and everyone's just kind of like okay we're missing something but i don't know what it is and Ganzi looks out into the valley and speaks the words wake up and not only do the skeletons wake up but they become full-blown like flesh blood for animals Mm -hmm. and they all just start running and stampeding And so everything's happening super quickly and they're like, what the fuck? And Blue notices that there's another cave entrance across the way, but they can see that it is slowly closing and Blue's like, how are we going to do that? and so Blue like Legolas is up (laughs) an elk and gets there and Ronan's like yeah!
2: And Ronan does the same thing.
0: He's living. Yeah Ronan's just like I've been waiting so he also Legolas is up on an elk and they ride into the hole and Adam kind of gets hit and it kind of throws him off because it reminds him of how Welk died by Stampede but this is different because he knows Cade's water will not let him die he's like but it will let me get hurt so I need to get out of this quickly and when he gets he finally like gets out of trouble Gainsey looks at him and goes look and they see that the hole has completely shut now so there's no way in so now they are separated (laughs) they take your two ships and they separate them yep and I'm just like listen here Ronan and Blue stuck together though I was just like Ronan and Blue get stuck together (laughs) and it's it's like the cutest little freaking moment um this
1: reminded me of uh Harry Potter Mm -hmm. when they're trying to get to the mirror and there's tasks, and then they keep one person gets left behind, one person gets left behind. Right?
0: Then, yeah. Yes. Oh. yes. This also reminded me of Percy Jackson, ah. or the Heroes of Olympus. It's yes. funny, because it didn't remind me of it till the second time rereading it, because I read these first, and then I read those. But rereading it, I was like, why does this feel so... Mil- oh, that's right. That's mm. right. Mm. Heroes of Olympus. <laughs> or like how all of them have their own little parts to play, and like this bigger, yeah. overarching thing. Yes, yes.
1: Our powers combined. (laughs) (laughs) The plots continue? What? Exactly.
0: (laughs) All right. So they make it to the other side and Blue sees a mirroring lake, kind of like this thing that has been repeated. This like little motif of this mirroring lake. The lake looks like it's filled with spikes, but then you notice that the lake is just so still that it's actually the top. Mm. uh Kala saw it at first and she sees that it's what Mara saw in the scrying bowl so this is this is it man they've come here and so Blue looks down in the lake and she starts to see like an old decrepit like decaying version of her mom and so it kind of shows that, like her mom is dead. So she starts to cry and she's like freaking out and she feels arms like grab her like super strongly and like pull her away from it. And it's Ronan and Ronan's like, you're okay. It's fake. Like it's fake. It's fake. It's fake. It's fake. She's like, but I saw her. He's like, yeah, I know. I saw my dad. And so they mm. kind of have this moment where he's like, it's not real. And she kind of realizes that um, it's not showing them like the future. Like since Ronan's all like his dad, it's showing them like ideas of what they have in their head and blue's like why would caves water like show something so horrifying and Ronan's like this is not caves <laughs> water like whatever this lake is it belongs to something completely different and she's like oh that's fun like that's cool because caves water is like on our side who knows what the fuck this lake is so she goes back yeah. and she throws a rock real quick before she can see the reflection and she tries to be a mirror so she's like, if I can like amplify things, I wonder if I can do the opposite and take away its power from me. And since a reflection and it's its own mirror, she looks at it and she's just like, nope, <laughs> no. <laughs> you will not do that. And kind of like gets it to calm down and not show her mom. And so Blue looks at Ronan. She's like, I'm going to walk across it. And Ronan's like, sure, buddy. And I'm going to win a million dollars. Okay, so Jesus. You yeah, do that. Pretty <laughs> much. He's like, listen here, shithead. <laughs> Which is adorable because the, when they first come across this, she like kind of gets weird. And she's like, are you the real Ronan? He's like, yes, maggot. It's me. she's like, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. It's Ronan. <laughs> but she's like, you can't come with me because like I'm a mirror. So obviously the mirror of the lake isn't going to phase me. Like, it's cool. I can control it. You should stay over there. And Ronan's like okay, fine. Here, take this, because he has, like, a magical dream lamp that he made, and he gives it to her, and it's really cute because she's, like, oh, she was about to say, like, 'Oh, oh, if I leave, you're gonna sit in darkness, or you have to find your way back in, like, the pitch dark, like, or you have to wait for me in darkness, and, but she doesn't, because she knows that Ronan obviously thought of these things mm-hmm. before he even gave it to her. So, it's, like, Super cute yep, and super adorable yes. because Ronan's just like, I don't care. You need this more than I do right now. So take this, my, my little maggot, and <laughs> go be a badass. So she walks across the lake and everything gets like super darker. And she kind of sees like this little hole and she sees the door and she can kind of hear like this voice telling her like, come closer, come closer, mm-hmm. like come open the door. And she's like, hm, that's weird. And she kind of stumbles across like this man and she's like, who the fuck? And she's like, oh, kind of looks familiar. And she like, right. (laughs) Kind of looks familiar. Kind of like, I don't know, looking in a mirror because he's your father. But anyways, she's like sitting there looking and she kind of looks to the right a little bit and it's Mara. And she freaks out because she's like, oh my God, I found my mom. She's real. She's right here. And so she throws herself on top of her mom and her mom is kind of like freaking out. She's like, be careful because like now that there's three of us, because the power of free, free, power of three (laughs) solves everything. And three is, like, a really strong, like, magical number. And so she's, like, though, since there's three of us now, we can open the door. Because she has, like, her arms, like, tucked underneath her armpits. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, please, like, I can't move. Because if I move, I'm going to try to open the door. So she's, like, you can't move me or whatever. And Blue, Blue, because she's also a mirror, she can kind of, like, block out the door or, like, the voice behind the door. The third sleeper that should not be awoken. And it's kind of, it's... Sitting there, and it's promising her, like, oh, if you open the door, I'll give you everything you want. Like, don't you want to save that boy's life? And she's like, shut up. (laughs) I don't need you. And (laughs) like the badass that she is. And she finally gets her mom, and they find out that (laughs) that it's her dad. Because he's like, how are you able to do this? And she's like, well, I'm a mirror. He's like, that's not possible. And she's like, fine, it's not possible. I'm whatever the fuck you think, because obviously you're (laughs) older. And she's like, well, I'm just trying to get my mom out. And he's like, she can't be your mom. (laughs) And she's like, well, she is, so... And then Blue puts together, and she's like, oh my god, it's Butternut. <laughs> Blue puts together, and she's like, well, maybe it's because of your daughter. And this just, like, blows Artemis's mind. He's like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> I can't reproduce? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well, wait a freaking minute. And so she's like, okay, like, magical merriments <laughs> reunions later, please. We gotta get the fuck out of here. So she picks them up, and she mara says because she's like how'd you get across the lake because obviously you're not a mirror and mara's like oh there's another exit um aka jesse's cave but we'll find that out later and she's like oh cool there's another exit so she yells across the way to Ronan, and she's like you go out the way we came i know a different exit he's like are you sure she's like yeah like i'll be fine i'll get them and he's like okay fine cool so he goes back to adam and gansey and she's taking her family her parents. She's like, I gotta get my parents out of here. And she's like, parents, plural. That's kind of weird. Anyways, (laughs) I gotta get them out of here. So, she goes through and bumps into Piper, (laughs) the gray man, and her two thug men. And she's like, this is strange. (laughs) And they do like a gray man? Blue? Blue? Mara? Gray man? (laughs) And Piper's like, what the fuck is this little girl doing in here? And so it gets really weird because... (laughs) blue knows for sure that piper is there to wake the third sleeper like they know that they're here to do very bad things and piper's like what are you doing and she's like i'm just trying to get my parents out of here like i don't want anything to do with you or whatever the fuck you want to do she's like i just need to leave Mm -hmm. and piper's like yeah fine that's cool and she's like can i take him with me meaning the gray man and piper's like no no he must die like he held the gun to my head so (laughs) now he's got to follow me down here and he's got to die and she's like, okay, fine, can I at least, like, say goodbye to him? And Piper's like, mm, sure, I guess, whatever. So she goes to hug him, and as she's hugging him, she has her little switchblade, and she cuts his zip ties behind. And Piper's like, this is taking too long, things are getting too weird, nobody gets to leave the cave now. And the entire time this is happening, there's, like, rumbling, so Blue's like, like, the cave is shaking, like, it's no longer stable, and Blue's like, maybe we shouldn't let, like, a whole stampede of animals run through here, probably made things not so safe but piper gets upset so piper goes to like shoot them and the gray man's like blue down and like <laughs> a fight starts and there's like moaning and shots are fired artemis is shot but Mara's okay and blue stabbing guys in the arm <laughs> and awesome. all of a sudden Piper's just like all right enough and they turn around and she's got a gun to mara's head and they're everyone's like okay okay like we're gonna back away like please don't shoot the woman that i just got down in a cave for and basically, they come to like this weird understanding that like Blue can leave now, but it's not gonna happen. And then another fight starts out,
2: mm. and <laughs> then
0: basically it ends up with Blue being like, "We can't just leave Piper down here because Piper gets like knocked out." And Gray's like, "Well, we, I can only carry one person, and I'd rather carry Mara." So peace, Piper. We, can. and so, <laughs> we cannot save them all. Yeah, Let's we leave can't save them one. all the evil ones. Exactly. <laughs> Gray's like, "Blue, I don't think you realize what just happened. Like, we need to leave her." So they leave piper and the other dude her one of her henchmen and they pick up mara get artemis and they get the fuck out of the caves they make it out successfully with mara and artemis in tow and the cave starts to collapse and piper ends up being left in the cave and blue and everyone makes it out fantastic Mm -hmm. right weeks later it's kind of like this weird like okay everything happened and now we're trying to get back to normal but it can never be back to normal because Persephone's dead, and the Latin class is their professor against the dark arts because <laughs> yeah. they need a new teacher again. Of course. And so Adam's just like, you know, we're trying to get things back to normal, but it's really hard because things are missing from our normal. So it's kind of like a, okay, like what do we do now? They're just kind of like, uh, this big thing happened, and we need to figure out how to move forward. And that's pretty much how the book ends. But there is an epilogue. Ah, yes. Oh, God, this fucking epilogue. So, an epilogue, and it's through Piper's perspective. And somehow she is alive, and a random woman is down there with her. And she's like, Oh, we can open the door, but we need to do it quickly because there's only three of us for a short amount of time because the henchman is slowly dying. Mm -hmm. And she's like, What do you mean three? She's like, Well, two will work, but it's better if we try to do this with three. And Piper's like, I still don't comprehend, but sure, whatever. So the random woman has a lantern and Piper's like, what's your name? And she's like, (laughs) Neve. And I'm just like, oh, God. And so chilling down here. (laughs) Right. So they open the door. They get through and Neve looks at Piper and she's like, "Okay, so to wake him up, we have to do it at the same time in order to get like the reward or whatever. Mm -hmm. And before she can either finish, Piper just shouts, wake up.
2: Mm -hmm. And the book literally ends. I Hmm. hated that part so much. Beautiful cliffhanger. Right,
0: like,
1: I'm just God, like, dude, Lord. Oh, do we want to cast Artemis or save him?
0: I was gonna save him because okay. he literally said like two or three lines, and I know he plays a much bigger part <laughs> in the in the next one. So, True. chilling in the in the pantry or wherever. He is. <laughs> yeah, he always Shove runs to in the closet because he's scared of Gwen.
1: Like, yeah, oh, Gwen oh, yeah. scares the
0: crap <laughs> right. out of him because he's the reason that she was put down there. So he's just like, I'm gonna stay away from you. You so,
2: yeah. terrify me, right? Um, Real quick, speaking of Artemis, um, Mm -hmm. you know, work in a kitchen, and there's, uh, since it's fall, all the gourds are out, and we, (laughs) the kitchen is making butternut squash soup Mm -hmm. and stuff, so there's all these containers that just say butternut, like, all over, and I'm just like, (laughs) oh my god, amazing, (laughs) makes me laugh every time. And I can't tell Excellent. anybody because nobody's read the books, so I can't be like, hey. Right.
0: You're just like, hit hey, hey, butternut. And butternut. Like, okay. What? You're like, nothing. <laughs> what do you mean? All right. So. It's <sighs> amazing. End of book questions. What is everyone's favorite part of this particular book? Mm. Okay.
1: Obviously. All of the blue, I knew it. fancy <laughs> moments. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in the pig stays in the pig. <laughs> like True. All those bits I loved. I love the Adam and... Uh, Ronan. Ronan. There's that one part when they're in the church, you know, trying to blackmail, dream blackmail stuff. And uh, was it? it's in Adam's perspective. And he like Ronan's just kind of like doing something, talking and Adam's just staring at him. And then mm-hmm. he realizes that Ronan's staring at him. He's just like, oh, he's staring at me and I've been staring at him this whole time. We're staring at each other. This is fine. And it he was is. just adorable. So all so their bits. Cute.
0: Yeah. There's, like, uh. literally a line in there where Adam's, like, oh, imagine if, like, I'm the one that Ronan has a crush on when he could choose someone like Gansey, but he chooses me instead. Yeah. Uh. And he's just, like, eh, it's just vanity talking, like, it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm just, no, like, no, no. Adam. Adam, you're very observant.
1: <laughs> you should, like, kind of pay right. attention to your observations, sir. Yeah,
0: but they're both. They're both just. I know. Yeah. They're both ridiculous.
1: But, like, my ultimate favorite scene is when they, Gansey wakes up the the skeletons. Mm.
0: Yes, yeah. it's so cool because I love how he just thinks of it. He's just like, wake up, and then everything just like, boom, comes to life, and everyone's just like, whoa, because he always uses his like
1: king voice on the group whenever right. he like, calms down Ronan or Declan, and yeah, everyone's like, like oh, in check, yeah, <laughs> like everyone just listens to him immediately, right? And yeah, it just, I love it that that moment yes. happened. I was just like, oh yes, excellent,
2: <laughs> yes. Definitely that scene for me, and also any. I'll oh, just Jesse Ditley. sweet man. All right. Oh, Jesse Ditley. Mm-hmm. And I'm Every sad Jesse's that he died. Seen, honestly, I wanted more Help of the him. the door, Jesse. Shut up, <laughs> man. All right. What is your least favorite part of this book? Okay, least favorite. Yes. The epilogue. I hate it so much. <laughs> I think the the parts. Mostly because of
1: the audio book when Gwendolyn is singing in the audio book, it's like, I love the, the narrator. Will Patton. He full on, he goes all out. Yeah. And so every time she was singing, it was like a whole song and it was all slow. And I was just like, oh my God, please like skip. <laughs> so every time she's sang I was just like, oh my God. But that's not really, I didn't really have a, in general, this book's awesome.
0: Right. This is easily my favorite book in the whole
1: series. Oh, probably the scene where Adam's dad sees him, like, comes in his apartment. Oh, right. Yeah, that one. No,
0: no, no. Right. (laughs) That sucked. Yeah, that was not fun to reread. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right. Which is really weird, because I remember you kept saying that you think this is Adam's book, but Mm -hmm. I think it's also Blue's book, because it's kind of where Blue comes into her powers. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Who's your guys' favorite character in this particular book? Or is it just Jesse Ditley? It's Jesse Ditley, <laughs> for me at it's least. It's Jesse Ditley for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't say Gansy again. I would say Gansy every time, but I'm going to say Jesse. I <laughs> <laughs> also
2: kind of love Colin Greenmantle in this book. In, he was a surprising guy. Yeah. He was a very interesting character. But overall, definitely Jesse Ditley. Right. Yeah. Magnificent, sir. Who's your least favorite character? Piper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i kind of like piper in a weird way because i do like how in the beginning when you first meet her she kind of seems like this like vapid mm-hmm. like housewife and then she becomes the badass supervillain, and yeah. colin becomes the vapid house husband just she becomes
1: so. what we expected colin to
0: be exactly like i do love how that shifts mm-hmm. so that was a that cool, was really cool. That's the thing mm. that and their relationship just intrigues me because I'm just yes. like, how and why? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. I don't know. I don't really have a least favorite. I guess I guess Gwen, because she's kind of annoying, but like I appreciate her and she's essential. So I don't... If I had to pick someone, I guess her.
0: Right. <laughs> I can see that.
1: Probably because she bothers Gansy so much. It's like, leave him alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will oh, admit, this one... Gansy bothered me a lot in this oh, book. Oh, yeah? Yes, <laughs> really? because well, cause this is the book where I feel like he's the most pretentious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this is the book where he's very much like, things aren't going according to my plan. And he gets all, like, fussy about mm-hmm. it. And it's just like, you can't do this, everything alone, Gansey. This is not the time. There's no ceremony. What is this? <laughs> yeah, he's just like, this is <laughs> all wrong. And it's. Uh, I think it's just because this is the book where he realizes that, like, he can't do things alone and that mm-hmm. he needs everybody else. But yeah. Yeah. Uh. Mm-hmm. There's many times re-reading this. I was like, "Gansy, just calm the fuck down, dude. <laughs> uh,
1: that was me with the last book. I was like, Adam? <laughs> just <laughs> breathe?
0: <laughs> yeah, but that boy was I going know. through so much shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> also, he just made a deal that he had absolutely no idea how to handle. Yeah. So, But now he's learning. So that's great. All right. Shall we uh, sort them? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Um okay, Mallory? Ravenclaw. Yeah. There's no other pretty assuming thousand percent.
1: Pretty easily a Ravenclaw.
0: Right. That boy holds all the knowledge. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, uh Colin, Green Mantle. I say he's a squib. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I would think so because he hires everyone to yeah. do everything for him. Like he wants all this
1: like magical objects and
0: right? stuff. Yeah. Mm hmm.
1: Mm-mm. he's literally
0: just like a rich guy that throws his money at like paranormal things it's really weird yeah okay piper slytherin Mm-hmm. yes yes yes, yes. super cunning right? yeah very self-preservation yes <laughs> <Yeah>. very like <laughs> i am better than everybody else
1: <laughs> yeah she's pretty much like a straightforward slytherin right hmm is it ravenclaw
2: yeah kind of she is super luna lovegood
1: (laughs) right yeah she knows she's like holding all the cards like she knows exactly what's gonna like go down but it's just so vague about everything yeah
0: because when they make it to the whole like skeleton valley she's definitely the one that's just like i know exactly what this Mm -hmm. is figure it out and everyone's like this is not my test right (laughs) jesse Ditley. jesse Ditley. ain't that just a hufflepuff Uh (laughs) i would say either hufflepuff or gryffindor oh yeah yeah because like it it takes a lot of like courage for a whole family to stay in a house because everyone's like why doesn't he just move and he's like nah man this is like our family's job like this <laughs> is our duty we got to do this Yeah, you he's know? like we just stay in this house and he's like but as soon as that cave's ready i'll be the one to walk in second like, then my son will just take up after me <laughs> so pure like it's one thing to be like oh this house is cursed but it's another thing to be
2: proud of that curse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be like this is our family tradition <laughs> we're gonna Aww. die in this cave right or near it. to suffer, but you're going to be happy about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're going to be proud. Oh my god, suffering. We did it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's everybody. That's sorting everybody. Yeah. Oh Woo. Ah.
1: Okay. I guess I'll just Oh, yeah. What are we reading? Oh,
2: I'm still reading Dune. <laughs> that bitch is thick, so. You're going to be reading that for a
1: while. Jane, you reading anything?
2: Still reading uh Unhoneymooners. Mm-hmm. I kind of stopped for a minute because Thanksgiving chaos, right? Know, I know I'm playing crazy. To... Oh, <sighs> I just wanted to sleep, and that's all I did. So, right? Yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm
1: getting back into it. I'm listening to The Raven King, like right at the beginning of that. Nice. And I'm physically reading the Love Hypothesis, <laughs> which is <gasps> <Yay>. amazing. <laughs> It's straight up Raylo fan fiction, and I am living for it. I'm, I'm super excited to read that one.
2: I was a little nervous that it would be not so good, so I'm glad that you enjoy it because I like no, all the very books good. you like. Good, good, good.
0: How are we gonna cast that? But not be I know like not
1: Adam, Driver Adam Driver, and Daisy Ridley. <laughs> we'll just try really freaking hard. I mean, we'll get it <laughs> out of the way. But okay, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley. Obviously, obviously. No one else. <laughs> But now, who do we really cast? Jeez. <laughs> oh,
0: Right, <laughs> it's, gonna it's gonna be, be interesting.
1: Hard. but I'm super yeah. excited. Are we watching anything? Uh,
0: no, not really. I haven't started anything new.
2: Yeah, same. I-, I
0: finished Tokyo Revengers. Oh, it's really good.
2: Yes, I gotta
0: gotta get on that. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. But that was a while ago because like once Thanksgiving week started, I've been like mm-hmm. work, sleep, work, sleep.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I've
0: just been listening.
1: To audiobooks, so
0: nice. Not really
1: watching anything. Thingsies. Been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just play Animal Crossing and I listen to like podcasts or nice. Yeah, I need really to watch great. Cowboy Bebop. I'm just kind of waiting. <laughs> yes, the the remake, not the the OG, original, because obviously I've seen.
0: Them. <laughs> oh, is the the remake already out? Yeah, it's uh-huh. out. Oh, it came out
1: like a week ago. Oh, yes.
0: What streaming thing is that on? Netflix. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's all there. Nice.
1: Oh god. <laughs> That's intimidating. I know. I kind of want to rewatch cuz I'm like a completionist. I want to rewatch the anime and then watch the new show, but then
2: I'm like maybe I'll compare them too much. I don't know. We'll see. You watch anything? Pip? I'm almost done with Leverage. So, mm, nice. Yeah. So after that, I'm not sure what I'm going to watch, but things are happening and i'm very excited (laughs) yes i actually also got my parents into it so very excited about that nice yes that's adorable right it is adorable my dad was like already shipping a couple of the characters and i was like you're a giant softie Mm -hmm. you pretend like you aren't but you are for some
1: reason i've been wanting to watch the vampire diaries
2: (laughs) Cause I've never,
1: I don't know why. Cause it's like popping up on my TikTok and stuff. I guess, oh. and I know it. I know what it is. Yeah, like I know it's it's the. Vampire Have you never Diaries. seen it? No. Like
0: well, oh, I've okay. Seen, if you've never seen it, I would say watch it. I've seen like the first
1: few episodes because I read the books mm. and then I watched it as it aired, and I just never finished the first season or like finished anything. So I really don't know. And I feel like it's a rite of passage that I must go through as having like a freaking vampire face, yes. <laughs> you know, as we all did. So
0: that was like Maybe one of the that. shows that I would watch religiously, like every week it come out. Like me and my friends, like the next day would be like, oh, my God, did you see the episode? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. great.
2: <laughs> Amazing.
0: It'd be
1: interesting because I could do a, a movie set on that since I read them. But I vaguely remember. I know there's like a doppelganger at some point. I don't oh, know if that's there. Catherine.
0: Oh, it's there. Okay. That bitch. <laughs> cool. Yes, yeah, she's she's there already. And that bitch. <laughs> she comes in and she kind of just never fucking leaves.
1: Okay. It's great. All righty. So I guess we'll just end it. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: We're all very hungry. Yes, we so are so hungry. Oh man. So yeah, the next
0: one will hopefully be the Raven King. Um, but who mm. knows? Life happens sometimes. So. <laughs> Yeah. That's the plan, the Raven King, but we shall see. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: We will finish the series <laughs>
0: eventually. Sometime. Okay. <laughs> we All will right. finish the series in
1: 2021. Yes. Promise. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> we have right. a few weeks. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Lindsay's staring at me like, mm, <laughs> <always>
0: because <by now." laughs> you're always the one that's like, okay, let's end it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just don't say anything. And I'm like, Bridget, you're the one that starts it.
1: Okay, we're ending it. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. Keep reading and keep watching. Bye. 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 Bye bye now.